it's been a long time since we've rock and rolled. But that all changes this August as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Special guests this year include Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, and current and former members of Winger, LA Guns, Accept, and more. Stage panels, signing sessions, and photo ops will be available, plus lots of vinyl and memorabilia vendors. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, speaking sessions, networking, and more. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skeo and his new band Resist and Bite making their debut performance, as well as a rare hair set featuring surprise guests performing all-time classics. Rockin' Pod Weekend takes place August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP passes, podcast registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod is brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Inceptia. Hey everyone, I just want to jump in before the start of the episode. Um, I just want to let you all know that this was recorded uh, before Jim Steinman passed. It was recorded a few months ago in the intent that uh, May would be Meat Love Month. And um, this is now just going to kind of become a tribute to Jim. Uh, Jim Steinman was a great songwriter. He's uh, We're going to talk about it a lot in the episode. Like He was very important to Meat Love Sound. Uh, they were... A great duo. They did their best work together, and I just wanted to let everybody know up top they should listen to this with the thought that we were not um, recording this at a time when Steinman had passed. So that's why we're not. It, it's not more of a tribute. It's more of a celebration. So with that, uh, enjoy the episode. Um, check out Meatloaf if you haven't listened to Meatloaf. I, I don't know how you could not have heard some Meatloaf, but man, his music's so important to me, and Jim Steinman's songs are so important to that. Uh, go check out Steinman's solo album. Uh, but enjoy the episode, guys. Uh, I'm the Sly Dog. Peace, love, music. Hit the music! Welcome back to the Sly Dog Music Cast. I'm your host, the Sly Dog, and returning for part two, we got Alex Van Cleef of the Freak Millennial Kiss Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How have you been? I'm doing great. Uh, here we are, week two. We're we're jumping into what is essentially our era, and I'm really excited about this because this this week has just been fun. It's stirred up so many memories and about like not just listening to the music but i'm sure we had our own experiences like watching me like be interviewed around the times these albums came out he was on tv or on not necessarily podcasts at the time but seeing him like on like youtube clips that would like float into the ether sphere it's a very fun era we're talking about today same for you huh 
Absolutely. Like, same with you say, clips and all that stuff. But I'm, my, me mostly from uh, magazines and um, uh, newspapers, because I, I, when I was during during a lot of this time, I was still in high school. And whenever like we ha they had like a, they had I can't remember what magazine it was, it was some knockoffy stuff, but they would have interviews in it. And meat was in it for quite a bit for both hmm. uh, for both Hank Cool and for um, um uh, hell on a handbasket. So, um, so, so I ended up reading a lot of stuff. And when he came up to do a couple of Canadian shows, of course, he was on the national Canadian uh, interview shows, like the hour with George Stromalopoulos and all that good stuff. So yeah, like it was, it was cool going back and watching those clips. Nice. I actually want to ask you a quick question aside from meatloaf. Cause you just made me think of this. So I've heard about much music, whether it's listening to history science theater, or I know one other, like YouTuber I watched that would talk about much music. Is that still around? It is, but it's uh, unfortunately it suffers the same fate as like MTV. Like they're oh, playing no. like Wayans Brothers and Saved by the Bell and not even the good old uh, Saved by the Bells. <laughs> wow. Like I'm pretty, like I'm pretty sure when the remake came out, they, they started doing the remake, but yeah, unfortunately it's not music anymore. It's, it's not just MTV. It, it, yeah, but, but I have fond memories of actually being in high school and then they had like a request two hour block where you would text. Uh, they would like they have like they would have five videos and you texted which one you wanted to watch. And depending on percentage, they would play it. And every time they play one, they would just add one. So let's say you had uh but whenever well, it's, it's hard to explain without actually showing you. But uh, I think I if uh, whenever they had. Yeah, if like if, if 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 like enough people voted for Def Leppard, you would get Def Leppard. And if if the go if the music video for Ghostbusters happened to pop up on the bottom, immediately that would jump up to the top because everyone wanted to watch that. So <laughs> figures, yeah, that figures a lot. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's one thing I I've always heard about much music, and it always sounded so cool. And I've seen clips mm. online, so. Yeah, that, uh, that's sad. It suffered the same fate as MTV, though. You know, thank you for, mm. like, as long as you've been around, thank you for the 14 good years. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I digress, though. So for those who are just tuning in, uh, if you haven't gone back and listened to episode one, what we're doing is we're going through the Meat Love catalog, album by album, and as well as some Steinman side projects. Uh, we did Bat Out of Hell through Blind Before I Stop in the previous episode. This episode, we're picking up kind of where Meat Love manages to rise again. But before we do that, I want to talk about Steinman again for a second. So Steinman, for the most part of the last, at the end of the last episode, he was kind of off doing his own thing, whether it was producing Bonnie Tyler or producing Barbara Streisand or working on a movie. Like he was not really in Meatloaf's world. Meatloaf was trying to get him back in his world, but Steinman was just busy. And Steinman, right towards the close of the 80s, made one last grasp at like trying to put another group together. And of course, that group I'm talking about is Pandora's Box, and the album was called Original Sin.
official release date, just 1989. And this was Steinman's attempt to put an all-girl pop rock group together. It featured Elaine Caswell, Ellen Foley, Deliria Wilde, Gina Taylor, and Holly Sherwood. And uh, like Bad for Good, a lot of these songs end up being re-recorded by Meatloaf or other artists. And we'll talk about them as we go on. Uh, but this album, I enjoy it. But the caveat is like, here's the thing. I'm not usually a stickler for production, as you know, with Blind Before I Stop. Something about this one, I don't know if it's the way it's produced or mixed, but it feels very thin. Um, the songs are still good. The songs are still great. Um, I'd actually only heard it once before during the podcast. Uh, when we started talking about this, I went on eBay and bought a copy of this thing. <laughs> Listen to it again. And I enjoyed it, but it it's so, like the production can be so thin at times. Like I really just wish it had a little more oomph to it the songs are good and the girls sound incredible like the song safe sex that gina taylor sings holy shit is like her vocal just soaring on that one she can swing with tina turner it's that good but oh yeah for sure what do you have any thoughts on this one i i i think it's i think it's a it's a good effort but i can see why it didn't totally take off yeah i can see why it didn't take off either it's very um it's Basically, back in the 80s, like, you know how a lot of people say nowadays, like, oh, if you, anyone with an any idiot with a laptop can make music? Same yeah. sort of thing in the 80s. Anyone with a keyboard could or a synthesizer could make it could make a full album. And that's what this sort of feels like. It's, it's like a homemade project with a, a synthesizer with a whole bunch of female singers, which is no problem with, with, with making such music. But um, in terms of a big grandiose, as we expect of Jim Steinman, it is very thin. So I definitely agree with that. Um, it's also a very odd album in the sense there's a lot of, like, as, as Jim Simon's always been a weird songwriter, but there's some really weird stuff on here. Like, Safe Sex is one. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you got, then you got like, the, no, I, I like the spoken word segments. Uh, the invocation, I, I absolutely love. Like, if that's, that's, oh God, that's, that's so the, cool. that's the forgotten opening to A Total Eclipse of the Heart, if, if, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, uh, but then there's like uh, I've been dreaming up a storm lately, and <laughs> it's so odd and off the wall. <laughs> and at the very end, it ends with "So your place or mine. mine." It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bizarre and so Jim Steinman. And I, 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 I mind you, he recycled parts of it, I believe, for the uh, Bad of the Hell musical. There's like a monologue in there. I think he borrows some. Oh my god. Oh, come on, come on. Let me tell you all about it. We got all the time in the world. That's good. That's nice. I've been dreaming up a storm lately. Over and over again. Now I can't stop, can't stop. I've been dreaming about mirrors. Millions of mirrors. An endless army of mirrors out of control, reflecting people to death, to blindness, and then death. Oh, and the mirrors kept getting larger. They kept growing, swelling, they kept spreading out. And now I can't seem to stop them. They're still growing and I can't seem to stop them. I have to keep filling them up. I have to keep feeding them and they're still getting larger and larger. Like I know, I know, for, I know for a fact. Like there's a part where he goes, "I've been dreaming up a storm lately." Yeah, it's right. It's right um, at the beginning. After like, it's like he's whispering in your ear, "Come here, come closer." Yeah, I've been <laughs> dreaming up a storm lately, and then he just. I kind of almost. 
Yeah, he Go starts ahead. talking about the mirrors and stuff. And he gets, won't you let me feed you to the mirror, please? <laughs> <laughs> so off the wall and bizarre. Oh, but, it's, but and then there's the want ad, which oh, I, I don't know who I don't know who does that one. Who's Ellen the? Foley. It's Ellen it, Foley. It's it. Okay, uh, and yeah, it's just so like it, it reads like every bad day any woman's ever had like <laughs> it does it does like oh my but and you, um and then like you said that ending like kind of like similar to the ending of dreaming up a storm uh i'll be starting school next month and i don't want to be bothered after she screamed at you for like two minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know what that's just jim simon for you like yeah. he's very over the top and uh I don't, I don't want. I don't want. What's the word I'm looking for? But he's just so over the top with, right. and so oh, it's 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 so weird and bizarre. But I love it. I just I can't explain it. I, on the last episode, I forgot to mention when uh, for uh, for bad for good when he when the the opening bit for Lost in the Dark. Where did he touch you? And how did it feel? And where do you think it'll end? <laughs> like I to, I, to, I I totally forgot about that. I was like, oh man. Who made that's one of the but what's one of the things about Jim Simon I love. Yeah, he is aside from yeah, he is just a character. He really is. Like you can't tell if like he's either like I say, he's either a maniac or a genius. He's probably both. He's probably. But overall, yeah, it's like original sin's a decent album for its time. Again, I can understand why it wasn't popular as well. Yeah. Um, there and there's some versions of songs on this that I prefer over later records. And really? there's actually one. It, there's one in particular. Yeah. It the song it just won't quit. I like wow. that version a, a little more than Meatloaf's version. That being said, I love both versions. I want that's that's one thing. There's just something about it that I just love that it's an all female vocal about it, and it's the way it's arranged a little differently. And there's just something about it that I love. It does work really well, I'm not going to lie. There's there's one thing that gives Meat's version the edge for me, and I'll get into it when we get into Bat 2. But uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything you said, T totally. It's a weird album first time, but for me, it's still a fun period piece. Now that I have it, I'm probably going to give it a spin more every so often. So I'm, Oh, for sure. I'm glad we did this if for no other reason than I finally put that in my collection. Uh, I have a quick story about the album, actually, the first time I, I listened to it. So Go for it. Uh, I had a buddy that was really good at like getting things online for free. We'll say uh, okay. I was not, I was not one for those activities, but I'm not say going to lie and say, I didn't occasionally have him do stuff for me to get things I couldn't find physically. And this album was one of those. Uh, he got me the MP3 and I remember it was when I was in college, it was on a break between semesters. Uh, I had the apartment totally to myself because all my other buddies went back to wherever they were from uh at the time and it, i just had the apartment to myself and i figured one evening i was just gonna i was really tired i was like let me just chill out let me put let me put pandora's box original sin on and let me just i want to let this thing envelop me and what happened is i i ended up like i laid down i closed my eyes i just want to let the music wash over me i ended up falling asleep and then what happened is so i woke up at one point uh in a kind of a weird like half awake half dream state and there's a woman screaming at me and I don't know what's happening. I don't know where it's coming from. And then I've become to realize, oh, I left the music on and it was the want ad. It was, it was Ellen Foley screaming at me that woke me up out of my stupor. 
it was so weird. Oh man! Like, like I was like, is this a bad dream? What's going on here? I didn't do anything. So, oh man! So weird. <laughs> so weird. Oh, that's that. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I don't know how far I made it in before I actually fell asleep, but that was my first experience with the album. <laughs> yeah, that was, oh, that is that is that is too funny. <laughs> uh let, let's do favorite and least favorite what you got for your favorite on this one uh probably it just won't yeah it, it just it, for me for sure it's, it's it just won't quit said there's just something about it i really enjoy and um uh, I, I really can't explain it it's just uh, it's it just sounds really really good uh, I, I would actually say vocation's my favorite track on the album but that's not a song so the so for, so for the sake of yeah i'll just gonna say it's uh, it just won't quit cool but i also but, but i also really like safe sex yeah, that's a great one too. That's safe sex is my second favorite, but I'm gonna go with I really like it's all coming back to me now. There were nights when the wind was so cold and my body froze in bed if I just listened to it right outside the window. There were days when the sun was so cruel And all the tears turned to dust And I just knew my eyes were drying up forever
Something about having mm-hmm. that third verse really, I don't know, it this this version really clicks with me. And I love Meats too. We're gonna get into that. But man, I love Elaine Caswell's vocal performance on that on that song. Least favorite, I'm gonna go with Little Red Book. It's a cover song. Uh yeah. both the covers on this album, Little Red Book and 20th Century Fox, neither of them are bad, I was gonna... but yeah. you're Steinman. Don't do covers. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I was gonna say 20th Century Fox is my weak is the weakest song on this album. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna argue with you, <laughs> not at all. Ha, have you have you seen any of the music videos for Pandora's Box? I've seen it's all coming back to me now, and I've seen uh, yeah, Good Girls Go to Heaven. Yeah, they're they're Steinman videos, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Have you oh. seen the press release footage that Steinman did? Like, there's like a there was like an electronic press kit they did where there's a video of him reading the want ad and talking about the album. And then he does a reading of uh, wasted youth at the end. It's really something. I'll have to check that out. I think I may have, I think I may have seen that. I recall it, but I don't know. I've, is, is it that thing? Uh, Jim Steinman opens Pandora's box. Yep. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. That's it. Okay. Yes. I have seen that. Yeah. Very cool. Overall, this is a cool little aside in the meatloaf universe. Check it out if you're curious, but Unlike Bad for Good, I would not say this is required listening. So. No, it's, it, it's not. But if you're curious, it's worth. If you're curious, it's not bad. Not at all. So back to our main hero in the story. Where we last Absolutely. left him, Meatloaf had just put out an album produced by the guy who produced Millie Vanilli. Do what that you will, and that album did not do that well. So he basically spent the rest of the '80s trying to build himself back up. He did a lot of tours. One of them very theatrical called the Lost Boys and Golden Girls tour, where he like he had outfit changes and he was Captain Hook at one point with an eye patch. It was really something. But eventually, him and Steinman were finally able to come together. And then on September 14th, 1993, not long before I was born, we finally got Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell 2 back into hell. Someone give me another beer
this this is a comeback this is proof you can capture lightning in a bottle twice uh, absolutely this is everything you want from meatloaf crashing drums soaring guitars choirs of vocals meets operatic tenor everything about this album is perfect and it was my perfect introduction to meatloaf and yours as well this was your intro too right this was my first full-length meatloaf record yeah like I, like I, when i first like i mind you the first one i heard was uh paradise from bat one but when i got home uh, the first thing i did was look through my parents cd collection and there was bad of the hell too so uh, this is my first full-length record and yeah like it's it's what what one fucking hell of an intro god god like my god like I, if, I, if honestly, if I were gonna recommend Meatloaf to people, I probably would recommend Bat Two before Bat One. Like just out of like the, just like this is Meatloaf. This is Bat One on steroids. Like everything about this is like over the top and then some. You might say everything is louder than everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's a little, the production's a little cleaner this time around. Like, you know, introducing, I'm sure, a young person now to meet, they might bulk at the 70s, you know, rougher production of that album. But you hear this one, everything is so clear. The drums pop, the bass is, you know, right in the foreground where it should be, and the guitars are in your face in like as big as stadiums. Like, it's really perfect. Like, this is like, you know, as a kid, this definitely, I don't know that it warped my brain, but it made me, it formed the way I look at music in a, in a way. It's like, okay, music can be big. It doesn't always have to be small and intimate. It can be grand, stadium size, bigger than you are as a person. Yeah, the songs don't have to be three minutes. They can be 12 minutes. They can be 10 minutes. They can be mini operas. They could tell stories. They could, they could uh, express passion, pain, uh, sex, angst joy lots like like it's endless and it also like one thing that i remember being struck with this album is that song titles themselves like were just the song titles themselves are just as cool as the songs like objects in the rearview mirror are closer than they than they are may appear closer you, than they appear, are may yeah. appear closer than they are like that's like something you see on like a sticker on a car but it comes becomes like a chant on here and it's incredible out of the frying pan into the fire Lost Boys and Golden Girls, everything louder than everything else. Good girls go to heaven. Life is, Bad girls go everywhere. Life is a lemon and I want my money back. Exactly. <laughs> like they're all like, I'm sure like if I, if I had, when I got the CD, it didn't have the artwork. It had, it was just a CD in a case. So I didn't have the track list. I didn't know the titles. I just kind of assumed the titles. And when I saw the titles for the first time, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that would actually be the title of the song. So to actually the, see those in print was really cool for the first time I remember. Yeah, one thing I gotta say is like uh, once again, kick-ass artwork, and oh. this was actually and this like this this is amazing right here, just as iconic as the original Bad of the Hell, but also just the inside, like the like your the other artwork inside the booklet or oh, as yeah. I have like here on my on my on my gatefold. Like just great art. Like I would love to get some of these artwork just to hang on my wall. Like yeah. it, it just looks fantastic. And then of course you got Jim Steinman on fire, and then you got Meat sitting in the chair. <laughs> this one's my actually, favorite. Actually, this one's my favorite. The uh, yeah, I was about one. to say I, I I would yeah. So it's cool. It's just just everything about this album is fantastic. And yeah, it's it's this is lightning in a bottle twice. And Absolutely everyone's firing on all cylinders the songwriting is great meat meat sounds amazing everyone sounds amazing
totally. And as for highlights, there's so many. Um, I could go, I could list off every everything on here, but I'm gonna say my two big ones. My favorite is probably out of the out of the frying pan. You can feel the pulse of the pavement racing like a runaway horse. The subways are steaming and the skin of the streets is a gleaming with sweat. so much like that song is just huge and in your face and full of raw sexual energy like you know me to sing his heart out it's so bombastic i love it it's like jim's was cool but man this takes the song to another another level and i also love lost boys and golden girls uh to me that's the perfect album closer the peter pan vibes are really strong uh everything louder than everything else that kind of becomes your mantra once you learn that song and then we also get a little darker on this album at times. Like Life is a Lemon yeah. is a very dark song and it just won't quit. Like I was going to say, the thing that makes me like this version better, that chord at the beginning, that dissonant chord, that crashing low dissonant chord, it's something in it like gets you primally. Like you feel a pain in you. Yeah, It's really, really deep. For sure. Like, and yeah, it just won't quit. Like this particular version hit, hit me pretty hard because I, had, the thing was I, when I first discovered the album, I had just moved here out here to where I live now in Alberta, Canada. And I had to leave a girl behind. I was, I was dating a girl in high school and I had to leave her behind because we moved. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I never really sleep anymore. I always get those dangerous dreams. I never get a minute of peace. And I can't, and I gotta wonder what it means. Like, if that's wait, see, when you're in high school, you don't know what love is. But like, when the fact that I left someone I cared about, like, it really sort of hit me. Like, I, I really loved her, but it became apparent that I would never actually be with her because when, it came, when I moved out here, it was clear I would stay. I was, I was, I'm here to stay. I can't go, I, could, I couldn't go back to her. So we ended up breaking up, yeah. And uh, that and that really sucked. And, but that song really resonated with me during that time. Right. It hit, it hits that that primal like heartbreak and pain that we all have in us. That you know we, th- this album. You know, I, I came up with this theory while I was, as I was listening to these albums this week, uh, and that is 
Bad Out of Hell 1 is high school. Bad Out of Hell 2 is that weird period where you're out of high school, first starting to go to college, and you think you know what life is, but you don't, and you're still kind of feeling like a kid, and you're trying to cling to those feelings. And this album, uh, particularly It Just Won't Quit and Life is a Lemon, those are your first doses of pain right there. Those are your first yeah. doses of like real world creeping into Steinman's writing. It's not as fantasy-based. It's real. No, and that's one thing about Jim is that about Jim's songwriting is that he either draws from experience or he draws from experiences he wish he had. And uh, but 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 that so that sort of pain that's something everybody can relate to. And I'm sure he has too at some point. Absolutely, it's a very yeah. real song. And then I don't think we can talk about this oh. album without talking about objects, real quick. Uh, yeah. An autobiographical song for Meatloaf. That song, even as a kid. Like, I didn't know it was based on a true story, but something about it just told me it was. It felt very real and heartfelt. Yeah, like, you could tell that he's singing about, like, what he's singing about means something to him. Yeah, you really feel it in his in his voice. Yeah. Like that, it's so, it's chilling. It's bone chilling. No, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, cool. Yeah, you say, I, it, it's, it really is bone chilling, yes. It absolutely is. So yeah, this album, I don't know how the hell we could pick a, le a least favorite, but I'm going to let you go do your favorite and least favorite real quick. Well my, well, my favorite is Objects in the Rearview Mirror for that particular reason. Like, there's just the power behind the song and that it, it's, uh, like, you, you can tell that, he's, that he really feels what he's singing about this. And a dream and so much time to make it real. But I can still recall the sting of all the tears when he was gone. They said it crashed and burned. I know I'll never learn why any boy should die so young. We were racing, we were soldiers of fortune. We got in trouble, but we sure got around. There are times I think I see him peeling out of the dark. I think he's This is it's impossible to pick any to pick a bad song. Like if if anything, I would say probably back into hell be just because it's an instrumental. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. necessarily it doesn't it doesn't necessarily need to be there, but I'm glad that it is because it's it sounds really cool. And I always have this like this mental image in my head where like the is that's like a guy trying to climb up out of hell 
And then the nice soft thing is like a like a I always imagine in my mind it's like a woman brushing her hair or something like that, like an elf in a meadow or with a waterfall background. So you got like demons and you got heavenly creatures and that's the kind of thing that invokes in my mind. Yeah, it's a very visual like, you know, piece in a way. You got to think about think about yeah. it and just kind of let it play out like a movie, but I will agree with you there. Like it's hard to pick, so I picked that one only because I like Steinman's words and I like Meat's voice a lot. I don't necessarily go to a Meatloaf album for an instrumental, so No. That's why the, I that being, the, the wasted youth is always is really fun. <laughs> oh my god, is that ever I used to recite that. I was, I was a little kid. I was a little kid and I recited that for my grandparents and scared the shit out of them. <laughs> well yeah, like what kind of like you're a kid, like <laughs> and the voice of a horny angel. <laughs> I had no idea what it meant, but it sounded so cool. <laughs> no. There's also the sound effects in the background that you hear too that just goes so well. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's so oh. cool. And my, my favorite, I'm going to go, like I said, out of the frying pan, into the fire. That guitar solo, everything. That song still like amps me up and sends a surge th through my body. This album, this is perfect. This is this would go on my desert island in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Like, I, I put it up there with, I put it, like, like I, I said that Better Than Hell was an 11 out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> I like it a little bit more, but still very, 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 very good. Absolutely, a hundred percent agree. And the album put Meatloaf back on the map. I would, I would do it anything did. for love. Was a massive, massive success. Which still, it's not that. It's not that I think it's a bad song. It just boggles my mind. It's so long and big, and there's all these moving pieces. It's amazing to me that he had a hit with it in 1993. Like that is so cool. And I'm glad it got him a Grammy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it did. Got got him a Grammy for best rock performance. Oh yeah, unlike. Uh, I'm not one to bitch about the Grammys, but I'm always going to be critical of the rock Grammy these days. And that was when the yeah. rock Grammy actually meant something. So I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Fiona Apple wins this year. <laughs> and she's not even bad. I think she's great. It's just, I don't think she's rock. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Uh, I, di I digress. <laughs> I digress though. Uh, yeah. Well, Jethro Tull, Tull aren't heavy metal either. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, but, but I, I will I will say this: I do enjoy the Crest of a Nave album more than I enjoy Injustice for All, specifically for the factor that there's not a whole lot of bass on Injustice for All. You see, I'm not a Metallica guy, so I actually I'm kind of okay. happy that Jethro Tull won. But Metallica's not a bad band, uh, not at all. No, fair enough. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, he goes out, he tours behind this thing, it's massive, and then we've got the Dead Ringer Syndrome again. How the hell do you follow up that album? Well, released November 14th, 1995, Meatloaf released, oh my god, you have the vinyl, Welcome to the Neighborhood.
wow that's that was that a hard find i i wouldn't think that'd be easy no this was th no this was re this was re-released a couple of years ago same as uh, the same as this bet same as bad of the hell too Oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah, they released them. They, they released them both because I guess they're both MCA, so they kind of released them at the same time. I'm that's... I'm really cra I'm craving a vinyl release for the next album though. Yeah, that would be great. But, but uh, the one that we're the one that we're going to talk about, you know. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, how the hell do you follow up that too? Well, he pulls it off. He has another hit on this album with uh, "I'd Lie for You" and "That's the Truth." It was a top forty hit. We get two mm -hmm. Steinman songs this this time around. One from Pandora's Box. One from his solo album. The album feels very classic meat to me. You even get Rory Dodd on backing vocals. Uh, you've got uh, Chasm Salton in the band. So to me, the album feels very classic meat. Um, it's just not quite as remarkable as the one before it because, and it no. might be due to the lack of Steinman songs, but it's still really good. I have a special place in my heart for this album because like Hank Cool Teddy Bear, I discovered this uh, around the time I got my first car. So it got a lot of play. In oh, nice. Yeah, this album, is, <laughs> it's, it's a road album appropriately. Like, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Ha ha ha. Great innuendo. And it was appropriate song for me to be listening to at the time. I was just starting to drive. So yeah, there's, it's supposed to be a concept album too, but I don't really hear it. If it's there, it's very loose. It, it, yeah, I, I, that's the thing with meat and concepts. I think they're both, I think I, every time he tries to do one, it's relatively loose. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, gotta love the artwork. I love the back cover too, like that with the handcuffs oh, yeah. and the gun. That's like yeah. that's, I, I, if, if I can get that, like a, as a, as a po if this really was a poster or something, I would get that. Um, of course, it's, of course, there's stuff on the inside here. From what I hear, this is mostly original artwork, with the exception of the one for "Where Angels Sing." That's actually the Lolita uh, movie yep. poster. Yep. Yeah. But uh, again, another another great photo of me right there. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Another one in the theater too, which is interesting. It was just like the last album. Yeah, and um, yeah, like it, it's um, again, how do you follow up that too? But uh, I think for what it, for what it's worth, I think it is a solid meat record. It does. It, it's it's very much reminds me of like Dead Ringer or Midnight, The Lost and Found. Songs are so, the songs are a little bit little bit more crunchy, better production, but. Um, Aside from that, like I think it's I, there's a lot of great songs on here. Running for the Red Light is one of my is one of my favorites. I was I, when they when I saw them in concert, that was the first song they played, yeah. and they just got the whole place ready to go, and it was so awesome. Yeah, I, I almost um, came out of my skin when that drum part started. That dun 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 dun. <laughs> like oh shit, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's time to party with Meatloaf. Uh, Amnesty is granted. A song by Sammy Hagar. Yep. Sammy Hagar providing a song on a meet for Meatloaf. That's that's pretty fucking cool. And vocals too. You can hear him in there singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I'm, that's I'm a... song, I remember being shocked when I got this CD because my dad's a big Sammy Hagar fan. So I'd heard mm. Sammy's version first. Sammy's version is a very gentle, soft ballad, acoustic guitar. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be ballad. And then when I put the CD in and it got to that song, bow, doo -doo -doo -doo, I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing it this way. Yes. <laughs> so sammy's always great when he rocks yeah he is he, sammy's great i love him and uh, yeah this this album is great i got a shout out also martha uh, is a beautiful tom waits cover i'm a huge tom waits fan so that wins points in my oh, book nice. anytime anytime anyone does a tom waits cover that wins points in my book uh like i said where the rubber meets the road some great double entendre in that one um i don't know if you could write that song now but man it, it's 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 sure no. <laughs> <laughs> and original sin 
my God, does he do a great take on original sin? I love it. Even yeah, Elaine, I agree. Elaine Caswell from Pandora's Box sings backing vocals on the song, which is just great to me. Mm-hmm. It's also the first album that featured Patty Russo on female lead vocals. Oh yeah, that's I guess that's true. She wasn't on Bat Two. No, she wasn't on Bat Two. It was um oh god, that's that name's gonna drive me crazy. I'm gonna remember that right. She's credited as Miss Loud. Yes. <laughs> so we'll call her Miss Loud. Yeah, Miss Loud. And she actually didn't get paid for that. It was she was a it was a placeholder vocal vocal. It was like a guide vocal that it was gonna be Cher or Bonnie Tyler, someone like that, but they liked it so much they kept it and her voice went all over the world and she didn't get paid for it basically well it's it's like the uh, studio musician thing all over again like whenever a studio musician puts out something iconic they don't they don't get real royalties for that my favorite my, my the most unfortunate one just not to go off topic but uh the saxophone player who played with jerry rafferty that iconic baker street he got paid 50 bucks the song was a hit, and he didn't get a penny more, and that sucks. Yeah, that's sad. That's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was. It's it's a great line though, and also I gotta um, say I wanted to do my quick, my conspiracy theory concept hour. Like I I, I like concept albums in a way because like I like reading into things. So even though I think this yeah. is loose, here's my official theory. The album starts with a new relationship. They fall deep in love. Then all of a sudden, someone I'm not sure who gets restless and cheats essentially that's where we get to original sin and running for the red light and then they come home and it's left in the dark and not a dry eye in the house and the relationship falls apart and then amnesty is granted is that is like them kind of trying to work through things and then martha you're looking up old lovers and then at the end you kind of just where angels sing you kind of just accept you got to accept that you had a great love and maybe you'll find another one so that's my that's my conspiracy theory hour on the yeah. concept album, quote unquote. <laughs> that that makes sense. It definitely is possible. But where does the Fiesta de la Amas Paradis come in? <laughs> that's the music that's playing while the uh, Fiesta in the Pants is happening. Oh, okay, fair enough. Which actually stands for I I, I looked this up. It stands for Feast of the Lost Souls. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the a, English translation. That's very Steinman, actually. That sounds like a song Steinman would write. Yeah, uh, I, I love it. And then you hear it; it's this Mexican thing. So yeah, what, whatever. Yeah, that is. which 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 is my my weakest track because it just it comes out of left field and it does not fit. Right. <laughs> they didn't even like up, append it to the end of Running for a Red Light. No, you get this separate track for the for this, you know mariachi music which is not bad it just feels like you like you said it's out of left field like what what's going on here yeah. i just rocked out but, but but given your concept when it goes right into left in the dark that's like okay he's cheated the fiesta in the pants now here's the aftermath of it yeah who made yeah. the very first movie <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i think uh, i'll agree with you on weakest track too <laughs> I do. I, left in Left in the Dark is good though. I like. I like. Like you say, original. If I, if in terms of like Steinman covers, Original Sin is the better of the two. Yeah. But I like. I like Meat's version of Left in the Dark. Is that like that's going to be your uh, your favorite track? Uh, no, my favorite track is going to be. Um, I, I, I had to write these down because I had a hard time remembering last time. Um, oh yeah. My, oh yeah. My favorite track is I'd Lie for You, and that's the truth. down I never leave I'd be the one who'd always be around baby give me a chance 
the sun upon the sky to light your darkest night. I wouldn't let one drop of rain fall down into your life. Put your Like that's it's just, it's so very powerful and perfect, I, and I love it. Like it, it, in terms of like follow up to I do anything for love, but I won't do that. This is a good follow up. Absolutely, and I'm gonna go where the rubber meets the road. That's my favorite. definitely a good one overall great album worth checking out worth your time just absolutely as always it's going to be hard to follow up any bad album anything in that trilogy so yes next we kind of enter like a wilderness period for meatloaf like we got a long gap between welcome to the neighborhood and the next album he does a best of collection he does storytellers which he he does movies he does movies storytellers was actually an early meatloaf cd for me so i have a soft sauce Soft, soft spot for it and i he did a whole storytellers tour where he played deep cuts and smaller theaters like i would love to see something like that again that would be great yeah he, that would be he does all that and eventually we move into the year 2003 on september 23rd 2003 we got what was originally intended to be meatloaf's farewell album couldn't have said it better myself And you know I dragged myself through fire at your side And you know the gates of heaven are surely open wide Follow 
need I say that? Oh. <laughs> and this was original, and yeah, like I said. It's, it was originally intended to be his farewell, but Jim talked him into doing Bat 3. There's no Steinman songs at all this time around, and it's another concept album, allegedly. Um, I don't yep. hear one at all on this album. No, 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 I can't say I do either, but uh, I heard the original title was going to be Testify, but they couldn't get the... They, they changed their mind about it for some reason or another. Yeah, I heard it was uh, Phil Collins put out his album Testify, like, not That's long right, that. yes. Which yeah, I think is, like the year before, something like that. Yeah, which is an okay record, but I think me could have still used the title and been fine. Like, that's actually, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that would have been a good title for the album, but couldn't have said it better. does sound like a Meatloaf song title, too, anyways. Um, yeah. I find this one to be a little mellower overall. Like, there, I feel like there's quite a mm -hmm. few ballads, but the good, it's solid. It's not unlistable. It just sits somewhere in the middle of his catalog for me. Um, I love the title track. <laughs> it's a great opener. I love why isn't that enough and man of steel and i love the songs nikki six wrote specifically love you out loud that song is incredible yeah yeah for sure like i i, I have to agree with you that um i love the love the title track um kind of over myself uh the uh, uh why isn't that enough is another key track for me on this one because it, it reminds me of a girl that i used that i still know to this day actually and um yeah, like Man of Steel's good. Uh, I love, love, love uh, Tear Me Down because I'm a yes. huge fan of Hedgewig and the Angry Inch, and that is a, is a great, 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 great song. Love Meat's version of it. Love his cover of Mercury Blues, which is the hidden track. Yep. And um, yeah, there's like, I get there's, I, I kind of like, like it a little less than I like uh, Welcome to the. Welcome to the neighborhood. The songs on this one are a little more memorable. Uh, so, 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 sorry, the songs on that one, sorry, are a little more memorable. But uh, this, but no, I love um, everyone's on, everyone's shooting on all cylinders, meets, meets on fire. Love the music video for uh, Couldn't Have Said It Better. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it's great. And uh, also, I got a shout out. Uh, I forgot. Did I say that? That's a pretty good, like, one of those like did i say that yeah meatloaf two two part songs where it's slow and then it's fast and slow and fast really mm -hmm. cool and my only real beef with the album is honestly did mercury blues really have to be a hidden track like couldn't you just list it as a bonus track to denote delineate its difference from the rest of the sequence <laughs> like, yeah you really did yeah you just i don't know yeah it's one of those things but yeah overall <laughs> i enjoy this thing i do i do i do too um yeah pretty pretty, yeah. pretty much it's 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 just it's kind of just another album but it's one that's good and worth checking out if you're a fan so oh yeah if you're a fan this is required listening if you're not that big of a fan i get why you're skipping it yep. and i will say yep. one one thing that does hold a soft spot in my heart with this one is even though i didn't hear it at the time i actually didn't get this till i was in college and moved out to california um hmm. i remember when i was getting into meatloaf this was the album that was out i remember seeing it in stores and seeing like a poster of it like in one of the record stores that was in the mall at the time uh, i just never ended up having the album like i was more focused on getting like bat one bat two and by the time and this one was always really expensive because cds were like really fucking expensive then yeah. so i didn't yeah. have this one when it initially came out but i remember when it came i wish out, i remember seeing yeah. it everywhere i pardon me i wish i had that one it's it's, it's it's the only meatloaf album i don't have on like cd or anything but um yeah, it's um, 
it's it's not it's not on iTunes either. I had to look all the really? songs up on yeah yeah. It's it's there's it's funny enough. This one and Hang Cool are not on iTunes, which is odd to me. That's but bizarre. um yeah, I, so I had to look up all the songs on streaming services and um, but yeah, like I, but yeah, it's that's 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 kind of disappointing. Uh, best track for me though, I would have to say is Mercury Blues. I love the very. Uh, that's, I, I love that. In terms of like versions of the song, it's probably my favorite version of the song, just because it's driving, it's fast, and I love. And just me, just me sounds great on it. Everyone sounds great. love the guitar solo nice i'm gonna go with for my favorite love you out loud it's such a fun it's it's a shorter song on the album but it's really punchy and catchy and mm. there's some little cool production tricks going on like meatloaf's vocals bounce between your ears in the first verse which i love But I still taste you on my tongue and I still breathe you in my lungs and I wish I could stop breaking down, wish I could love you out loud, wish I could love you out loud. crew just a fun fun little track i love that one and least favorite i'm gonna go you're right i was wrong because it feels derivative of why isn't that enough yeah i agree but yeah. um my, my, i might say my I, I say my weakest track my weakest track is intermezzo oh not bad <laughs> not a bad pick i will agree with you like, like that's not a bad pick at all Again, it's just it's. I, I get the I get meat meat loaf albums have at least one track that's a little weird and whatever, but this is just a little too weird for me. Yeah, it's it's a strange one, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. But overall, not a bad album. De check it out if you want to, but not required listening in my book. Um, so no. 
no not good um at this point in my life after this album's come out i've discovered him i'm a huge huge fan and i am eagerly anticipating what came next which was on october 20th 2006 we got the incredible very much labored over bat out of hell three albums i remember anticipating being released and going to the store and like going like i gotta go to the music section i gotta get this thing and my having my parents buy it for me like this thing was so on my radar and so important to me i remember catching the video for it's all coming back to me now on vh1 classic and getting it and just being blown away by the power of this album like this is not some people's favorite bad album but i love this thing so much like i i and it might be nostalgia but this perfect there's not a bad song on this album for me i agree like there's like this is another this is a good capper to the to the bat trilogy in my opinion if they do if i if i doubt they'll ever do a bat four i kind of don't want them to because i think this is a good end to it but um yeah like uh yeah this is this is one i discovered pretty late too because i didn't i i because even as a meatloaf fan i was like they made a bat three because i only thought bat one and two was a thing but I, but when I, when I heard there was a bat three i was like no way and uh, I listened to it, and it's it's a lot different from uh, Bat One and Two in the sense that a lot of musical styles are here. There's some heavy metal. There's op- there's some opera, but there's always some opera on both. Um, there's some really heavy guitar work on both the Monster Was Loose and uh, If It If It Ain't Broke Break It, and even Land of the Pigs, The Butcher Is King. Just heavy, crunchy, tasty songs. Oh yeah, totally. Like th- this is metal loaf for sure. This is. Is Middle this, loaf, I like that. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that's what actually, that's what uh, Meek calls Paul Crook, his guitar player, Paul Metal Loaf Crook. And mm-hmm. yeah, this album is, is like, it's a monster. It literally is. Like I remember putting the yeah. CD in my little portable CD player, popping the headphones on, hitting play, and that intro for Monsters was coming in and be like, oh man, oh man. And then it hits and the guitar starts and you're just like, oh, Meatloaf's gone yeah. even heavier. This is insane. Oh and, yeah, I love I love that song. I'm probably gonna put that song at the end of the episode for you people li- listening to hear. It's <laughs> it's so perfect and powerful and lyrically, it's everything meets meets been through. He's been through a lot, but every time like a monster being turned loose, he rises to the occasion 
And Nikki Six writing again. Nikki Six writing another song for me. They should do an album together. I would buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've heard people say that Nikki Six sucks as a songwriter, but hell no, man. You need to check out his Meatloaf stuff. And even some of those, even like Molly Cruz stuff is poignant. You just got to think about it. Right, just right. Get your head out of your ass and actually think about it. I mean, like, look, no one's going to say like 10 Seconds to Love is, you know, poetry, but it's a fun song. He does, he has his moments though, like, uh, for me, time for change on Doctor Feelgood. That song hits yeah. me right in the heart every time I hear it. Like Nona, a song about his grandmother. I love that song, even oh, if it's like one simple little thing. I love it. Yeah, it's very, it's very beautiful. That one's like a lullaby. Yeah, I like, I love that one. But anyways, we're not talking about Motley Crue. We're talking about Mr. Loaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what other songs yeah. do I want to touch on? Uh, Blind as a Bat. I did a cover of that live once, and that was a lot of fun. Did you? Oh, yeah. Wow. I, wish I, I wish I had video of it, but the video got lost. It's really sad. But it was hard to do. I had to lower the key a half step. And, I, yeah, it, was, it, it took a lot out of me vocally, but I, I pulled it off. It was fun. It, 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 like just just for the way it sounds on the album, you think it would t- it would take a lot out of Meatloaf to sing that song. Like it's so like he puts his he put he wears his heart in his sleeve and he puts all of his power into the vo- blood as a bat. Like it's so right. Oh, it's so passionate. Yeah, the, love every, it. Yeah, the the passion on this album is strong too. He's singing his his ass off. Like there there is no like word or phrase like un like weakly delivered. It's all with a punch to the gut. Even the gentle yeah, like, songs. Even Cry Over Me, which is a bit more laid back. When he gets that final Cry Over Me just one time, like, he's got you by your shirt and he's screaming in your face and you're like, this is awesome! Yeah. Super powerful album. Again, fan-friggin-tastic album art. Love, again, again, just like that too, love the, um, love all the pictures on the inside. Would love to get some of those as, as paintings, if I could. Oh, yeah. or po- paintings, posters, um, I can't. I have a hard time. I have a little bit of a hard time remembering which songs are by Jim and which are by Desmond Child because Desmond Desmond Child takes uh, half of the uh, song songwriting credits on this one, along with Nikki Six as well. But um, uh, it it says, but when you look at the front of the album, it just says Jim Stein, Jim Steinman and and Desmond Child because the story behind that was like they wanted to do it, but then like Jim convinced me to do it, but then Jim ended up getting sick. There was some debate on whether or not he would be able to finish it. So, and Meat was on a kind of a kind of a time frame. So he went to Desmond Child, who helped finish the song. So helped finish the album. And um, from what I understand, they're kind of shaky about that. Like, like Meat has been on record of saying he wishes he had waited for Jim to get better. Yeah, I he, I, was, I heard an interview on the time the last record ca- came out that he said he wished he hadn't done bad three which made me really sad because this album means so much to me and I, he yeah. sounds like he's at the top of his game on this album it was not an easy process but i don't think you can erase how good these songs are i don't think you can erase how good those performances are like it might be painful yeah. to remember but this album i think is very important to his catalog i agree it's a i love it it's a, it's a great it's it's everything about this album is spectacular and it's a great, ca- and like I say, it's a great capper to the Bat Trilogy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, a few more songs I got to shout out. Uh, like I said, Cry Over Me, that's like a sledgehammer emotionally. Bad for Good with mm. Brian May on guitar. That is oh, yeah. I was about a to... combination. I'm a massive Queen fan, and just hearing that, I was just like, yes, love it. 
Oh yeah, I remember like hearing that the first time. Like I hadn't read it in the booklet yet. I was just listening, and then that starts. I'm like, oh, that's Brian May. That's definitely mm-hmm. Brian May. <laughs> And when I heard uh, Jim's version of Bad for Good, I'm like, I, it's it's good, but I'm just like, something is missing. <laughs> it's that guitar. It really is that that classic yeah. guitar tone that he manages to d- deliver and bring to the song. Yeah, excellent work from Doctor May, always. Uh, well, there's there's one callback I wanted to point out uh, for the song. Uh, what about love? Um, I, I've he- I've read from heard from people that it's a spiritual sequel to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Because of the last, um, not chorus, the last verse of the song is, on a summer night surrender, um, well, why am I blanking on it now? With nothing to lose, you're yeah. scared, and so was I when I gave myself so to I, you. When I gave myself to you. Yeah, it's a callback to uh, Paradise for the Dashboard Light, which I always thought was awesome. I agree. I've thought that before, too. I've never heard like other people put that together, but I always thought that when I heard that song. I think it's also one of Meat and Patty's best duets. It's a shame they never performed this live. I agree. Yeah, this album, it's, um, it's perfect. It really is. Like, I mean, even like again, another good one. The future ain't what it used to be by Gen- uh, with the duo with Jennifer Hudson. Like, absolutely spectacular. That song is beautiful and crushing. Even when I was like a kid, like I had to be like in fifth or sixth grade at the time. That song like brought me to tears. You can feel those lyrics, man. It really hits you right in the heart. Yep. Yeah. Just uh, everything, everything about this is fantastic. Uh, it's, it's, again, this is another one that's hard to pick a, a, a favorite track and a weak track. Um, for me, though, I'm gonna go with Alive because I just love the orchestral, I love how it's driving, I love how it was used in the Nick Cage movie, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive Must have been a miracle It's been a hell of a ride Destination still unknown It's a fact of life If you make one wrong move With a gun to your head You better walk the line Or you'll be left for dead I, I love how the 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 former track after that monstro like we like it's all evil and then it kind of weaves its way in and it's still a driving and emotional track and I love it. Good choice, good choice. To me, that's Meatloaf. Like to me, that fits his career and life narrative. He's been through so much. He, he's had injuries and you know gone bankrupt and he's been through a lot but he's still alive he's still got a fire in his eyes he's still going to keep going even now you know he's injured himself and he can barely walk and he has trouble singing he still wants to keep going like as long as there's a fire in him he's still alive so as long as hot blood runs through my veins i'm still alive absolutely Mm. uh i'm gonna go with my favorite is blind as a bat when the darkness gets in i scream out and your light sets me free 
but not just because I covered mm-hmm. it, but because it means so much to me. It's a song about unconditional love, and it's in my top three meat songs of all time. It's just so perfect. It's up there for me, too. His heart is on his sleeve. He's, wear- he's letting it all out there. I love the guitar solos, and I don't think he ever captured the song live perfectly. Uh, that was one of the ones no. where on the on the Bat 3 tour, he would use a track for the chorus. He would sing the verses, and yep. You catch it on that DVD. He he sings he sings the verses, but when he gets to the chorus, it's a little too perfect, and you can tell it's the track from the album. Yep. Uh, in terms of weak tracks, I I I, th- I forgot to pick one for this one because <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, actually no, I I actually I actually do have a weak track. Um, I, I, it's not, again, it's not bad. It's just the weakest, but I'm gonna go with if God could talk. It's a oh. little on um, the. Just something about it's a little out of place, but at the same time, it's still a passionate song. I dig it, but it's a it's the weakest track for me. It is meat. It is in a way meat trying to do modern like radio rock on that song. You could maybe say that, uh, but I I still dig it. I, I'm not gonna blame you for picking that as your weak, weak one, but mm-hmm. I I I, mm-hmm. I I I see what you mean. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say my least favorite. It's it's cry to heaven only because. I wish the album ended on more of like a Lost Boys and Golden Girls note because it's the last one. Cry to Heaven and Future and what it used to be. While they're incredible, it makes the ending of the trilogy very sad. It makes it very yeah. painful in a way. Like I feel like it should have had more of like a... There's a song on an album we're going to get to, and I'll talk about it more when we get there, but there's a song called Speaking in Tongues I feel would have been a much better ending to this album. You know what? I, I, I dig that. That's That's a good point. Yeah. I agree. That that or just end it with the future ain't what it used to be. But then it wouldn't really be a bad album if it uh, ended on something a little more upbeat like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. But this album came out. It did pretty good. It actually, went gold here in the U.S. Believe it or not. Um, but the tour was rough. It's, it went gold in Canada too. Oh, nice. It, the tour was rough. It's documented in a documentary called In Search of Paradise, which we've both seen. And you really get to see how hard yeah, Meat is on it. himself and the toll that touring takes on him. You, you see him like backstage panting, trying to catch his breath and struggling with his voice and worrying about getting a good show. And like, you know, there's shots of like the fans, like they enjoyed the show, they had a great time. And Meat's just like, that sucked. That's one of the worst shows I've ever done. I'm really bummed yeah. out. Like it's, you know, it just shows I mean, he's hard. It just shows he's hard on himself. You know, like he wants to do good, and like he's 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 his own worst enemy in terms of cri- uh, criticism, right? Yeah, totally. But which, which is a problem that some people have. I, I myself am the same way a lot. So, so I really relate to Meatloaf on that level. I found that I relate to a lot by watching that. I relate to Meat on a whole new level because, yeah, like I do criticize the things I do, and I and, and, and yeah, like people say you're good at. I, I've been told I'm a good singer, but I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we all have but, our little moments like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's I, and no, I I love I I love his work ethic. I appreciate it and it's like it's, it's it really brings a perspective of meat and I really and I really would I recommend that to people if you're not really big into meatloaf just to give that a watch anyway just cuz just to watch him work and it's just it's fascinating. It totally is. You get you get a glimpse of his world. Uh, he's not half-assing a show ever. It's a hundred fifty percent, and if it's not a hundred fifty percent, he's not going to do the show. Simple as that. Yeah. And uh, or he'll do the show up, or or he'll do the show up to the point of collapse. Yep, yep. 
as you unfortunately which, saw. Which, 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 which happened to him on stage during this tour. Like he was uh, that uh, he was he pat he collapsed on stage and was diagnosed with Wolf Parkinson White syndrome or something like that. Yep, he had a heart condition. That was actually on the Couldn't have said it better tour. Oh, my bad. Oh, good. Yeah, but no, you're right. That did happen. There was an incident on this tour that's very famous, though. I wish someone had got on video just because I'm so fascinated by what happened. So the tour gets to Europe, meets struggling with his voice. He starts the show. He does, he does, uh, I think he opened with that show, particular show with Life's a Lemon. And he said something to the effect of, Get ready. This is the last show I'm ever going to do. And he played like yep. five more songs. And then he's like, Okay. This is the last Paradise by the Dashboard Light I'm ever going to do. And he starts the song and he gets ready to sing. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, I can no longer continue. Thank you for all the years of support, but I'm done now. He took his jacket off and he left the stage and the band was kind of like, ah, the hell's going on. Yeah. And that was the yeah. end of that tour. Like his, his tour managers just said it was exhaustion. But I think at that point he was so burned out and he was struggling with his voice so much. He just wanted to stop. Yeah. And it's really hard to hear that. It's really hard to hear that because you, after yeah. seeing the documentary, you can only imagine how hard it was for him. Mm -hmm. And and but after that, he took a long break. Yeah, he did. He really did. Uh, but like a phoenix, the ever-present phoenix rising from the ashes, Meatloaf came back. I did hear there was a period where he said this himself around the time this next album came out that he spent like three months in his house where he didn't leave, really depressed. And someone finally got him up off his ass and they made, he made one of his best albums ever. Meatloaf. Absolutely. I'm just a white boy. I play the guitar. I put my pants on. I drive a shit car up into the valley. Just see my girlfriend. She got a big couch. She got a Mercedes Benz. This was the album that I was uh, anticipating. The first, the first Meatloaf album I was really anticipating, and uh, I didn't think it would ever happen. I thought he was going to end with. I thought, I thought Bat Three was going to be the end. I thought that was it. Meatloaf will never do anything again. He was done. And then I saw him. I, I don't even know how I came across it. I saw on YouTube he announced, "Everyone, I'm back in the studio and I'm coming out with an album. Here's the title." Hang Cool Teddy Bear. Four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's on the back of the album, so. Well, you know, I've heard a couple of explanations as to why there's a four there. The, the one explanation is that the record company really did want to call the album Battle of the Hell 4, 
But Meat was like, no, no, it's not fair to Jim. It's also not fair to Rob Cavallo as well, who was Green Day's producer, uh, yeah. by the way. Yep. The other and the other thing is that it, it, it's the fourth Meat album with no Jim Steinman songs on it. That's true. Wow. That's, yeah. That's, so, that's, so, so, so I've heard, that. I've heard two, I've heard two. So those are the two explanations as to why there's a four on the back of this album. I always thought it was the first one, but I never thought about the other one too. You might be right about that. That's uh that's crazy. Yeah. I remember finding out about this one totally on accident. Um, it's funny. I was a follower of him at that point. I was a big fan. I, I have trouble believing it came out on April 9th too. I took that from Wikipedia. So do with that what you will. But I remember, I remember school about to end. It was uh, my sophomore year and I was tooling around on Wikipedia because I was done with my work and I was in study hall and I saw meatloaf hang cool teddy bear. What the fuck is this? And I opened it and like, I'm like, there's an album out. There's a new meatloaf album out and I don't know about it. This is a problem. And when I got home that day, um, I lived 90 minutes from the nearest Walmart. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Mom, when you go to Bismarck, I need you to get me the new meatloaf. And she's like, why? I'm like, I just need it. <laughs> and she, she got it. <laughs> like, like, welcome to the neighborhood. First car, summertime, new release. It just, I bonded with this thing immediately. It, I played the shit out of it. Driving to my first job, driving around, uh, in my headphones, working on the farm. This album consumed my life. Yes, as it did mine when I first heard it. Absolutely. This, it's just perfect. It's a concept album produced by Rob Cavallo. And uh, Meat loves this thing too. He himself has said it's one of his favorite albums. He doesn't usually listen to the records he makes once they're done, but he said he listened to it like he was a fan, like he was his own fan. And that to me is the mark of a good record too. Like if you can enjoy your own art that much, you've truly created something special. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And you can tell that he's having a blast on this album. Oh yeah. The songs like, li I mean, living on the outside, uh, I hang up with a bunch of losers. I call my friends and we sing like that is such a meatloaf lyric. It's the perfect song for him to be singing, running like the only sinners left alive, living on the outside. It's you hear. I heard that. I remember thinking like, he's back. He he's back from whatever he went he went through. He's back and he's on fire again. He's got that passion back. I was like, I cannot wait to, like I was hoping he would maybe come to North Dakota or I get a chance to see him live because he just sounded so full of energy and so alive on this album. Not to say that he didn't sound alive on Bad Out of Hell three, but it sounds like almost like a new artist, like with a new lease on what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I like there's like I, I don't compare this to the Bad of the Hell trilogy because it's really meat. Like, this is an album that's just straight up meat and the Neverland Express. Like, this is just meat and the band throwing shit at the wall, see what sticks, and this whole fucking album sticks. And they're having a blast making it. Yep. And the footage from the tour, if you can find it on YouTube, is great. Like, he sounded so good. Like, his, I, I don't know what he did, but he really rehabbed his voice to the point where it was better than it was on the Bat 3 tour, even, which is, uh, to me as a singer, that's amazing. You don't usually go up in quality like that. I've only seen that happen to, like, one other person, and that's Rob Halford. So to see him, like, re-elevate himself like that vocally was huge for me, too, uh, just as a singer. You got a good point. Like, I, I, I didn't think about that, but yeah, like, he really sounds a lot more powerful than he does, uh, especially during the live shows for this album. Yeah. It's really great. Uh, this like was the first... Go ahead, man. I was going to say, this This was... Seeing Meat actually on this tour was supposed to be my first concert ever. I, th I think I mentioned that in the last episode. Yeah. 
but uh, he, ended, he ended up getting sick, and I, and uh, that show never happens. But that would have been one hell of a show to see. Oh, I believe it. I definitely believe it. He played a lot of this album in, in that on that tour, too. Uh, yeah. I got to hit on some of the tracks, the highlights. Peace on Earth. It's a great opener. Uh, it's very bombastic. Living on the Outside, like I said, perfect meat song uh, to sing. He kept that in the set for quite a while. Uh, Los Angeles is a great single and catchy. Yeah, it's that, so fun. So fun. I love it. Yeah, he's, it's almost like he's doing a rapper affectation at times in the song, but it's not like a cheesy rapper affectation. It, it's oddly sincere in a way. It, it, it works. I don't know what it is, but it works. Well, you know what? It's kind of like he's rapping. It's it's it, it, like the, the, you, see, you watch the music video. You I get I get I, I kind of got the vibe before I even saw the music video. But he's kind of be like rap artist and and evangelical preacher. Yep. That's perfect. Like it, 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 that's what comes up. Even up to the say hallelujah. I just, yeah, I, 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 I get it. It's so awesome. And the guests on this album too. Brian May comes back again. Steve Vai comes back. Hugh Laurie, who was House MD. Uh, yep. Justin Jack Hawkins, Black. Jack Black. Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. Like this album is stacked. <laughs> stacked and yeah, like. I recently just got into the darkness, so all of it I didn't know much about that them at the time. Yeah, no, I knew the right name right away. I was like, because I remember them from when they first came out and they broke up after two albums. So to see Justin Hawkins do yeah. work on a Meatloaf album and to hear his voice in the background of "Love Is Not Real," I was like, oh, that's cool for him. I'm happy for him. Like he wrote uh, two songs on this thing. He wrote uh, "Love Is Not Real" and he wrote uh, "California Isn't Big Enough," which is on the deluxe version. Yeah, because I I just have the standard version. It's not on there, which is a shame because it's a really really good song. It deserves to be on the regular yeah. version. That song literally has big dick energy. No. Hey there, girl. There's a little surprise. So hot, and you're the reason why. You're so cute. I wanna smash your face. I know you're the queen. I'm just a pawn, babe. Let me tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you. Great yeah. Song. Oh yeah. I can't believe when I. It's that's the one. That's another thing I wanted to say. Like he's getting pretty like straight up racy with the subject matter and the songs. Like I can barely fit my dick in my pants on California isn't big enough. Uh, sh sh the bitch is like a rose. Oh. She'll fuck you when she's done. Like oh my gosh, meat. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this this album is racy, and I like you. I only had that version for a while. Only. uh 
a couple years ago i was at a record store and saw this copy used i'm like oh i, I i'm getting this i need that bonus track yeah. i need that live record that comes with it so yeah. i really want the i really want the vinyl i know the vinyl exists and i really want it but it's out of print and it's really expensive uh you'll, you'll find one someday it, you, i think hopefully yeah this record is there great. is there yeah, the, the rest, again, down to the album artwork. Excellent album artwork. Uh, believe I, I believe that's the guy. I believe that's the Mr. Motorcycle guy from Bat Three. That's who's what a skeleton. I thought. That's what I've always thought. Yeah. yeah. To me, that represented yeah. that's the end of my Bat time. That's the end of my Simon time. This is meets 3.0, maybe. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Just again, excellent tracks. Um, Elvis in Vegas, great track. Uh, I, I love uh, If I Can't Have You, which was actually released as an EP on iTunes with a couple of bonus tracks. Yep. Um, uh, I think Boneyard was one, and I think, and what's the name of the other one? I don't. can't get back. I can't go back. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's and uh, yeah, let's like every, 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 this. This album is fun. Uh, again, uh, I'm not for those who don't know the concept. Basically, it's about a soldier. He gets shot. And instead of his life flashing before his eyes, it it flashes forward and shows the potential futures that he has or yeah. could have. Yeah, I was thinking about that today and how cool that was. Like, I realized, like, love is not real. That could be a song about PTSD. Like, I, I, I had yeah. that thought, you know, Los Angeles, or, you know, he kind of becomes like someone's, I guess you would call it sugar baby. I don't know. That's what I've always yeah. taken yeah. that song to mean. Or finding yeah. love, and if I can't have you, uh, maybe being a, a musician, uh, musician in like a rose, song of madness, uh, more yeah. mental health problems. So yeah, there's all kinds of possibilities. Yeah. yeah, living on the outside, I always thought as like him and him like as a bum on the streets of of Los Angeles, and he's like a thief, and he's like a guy like he's like part of a gang, and like one person distracts one person while they're just stealing like Doritos or something out of the store or something like that. <laughs> So there's a bit, there's a bit of a bit of some teenage sort of uh, tomfoolery and stuff like that could go on for that song. That's what that's what I like to imagine in my head. Oh yeah, and you and I both being teenagers at the time, this was the perfect album yeah. for us. We were young, like full of piss and vinegar, and this album is full of piss and vinegar. Like I would, yep. I would play this for my friends that weren't into classic rock. Like I was, they're like, you got to hear this, man. This thing is the shit, and they just didn't get it. They just didn't get it. I I tried to woo girls with with Did you ever love somebody, and it didn't work. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but the classic rock doesn't have much of an impact on the youth these days, even yeah, though it yeah. should. Yeah, alas. It's not exactly the panty peeler you would hope it would be. <laughs> no. Great, ter great, great term, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, anything, um, if anything, it's like, uh, I, I can't think of something that dries stuff out, but yeah, it made things a desert. <laughs> uh favorite yeah. least favorite anyone? <laughs> favorite and least favorite uh again very very hard to pick a to pick a favorite um oh god i'm all over the map in terms of this i have my notes beside me i'm just trying to figure got just got gotta try to stick to the notes uh oh yeah oh, here, yeah here we go um yeah I, i'm gonna go with uh if i can't have you To say it's love would be too simple, too obvious. It's more like a calling, a vocation, something I was put on this earth to do. Now I'm shooting with the stars and I'm flying with the angels. And my heartbeat is a symphony the closer I get to you. I 
never saw you coming till you came and here you are. I never thought someone would ever dare to come this far. You're up for the resistance, and I'm strong in my persistence, and I've never known a I just loved everything down from the piano bit by Hugh Laurie just to the backing vocals with the females, the female backing vocals, I'm sorry. And just, I just love it. Like, it's just such a powerful track. And it's, and it's not too heavy, not too fun. Little summer rides in the middle, and I love it. Nice. I'm going to go with, I think my favorite on this album is definitely... Uh, Part of me wants to say Elvis in Vegas, but I feel like I'd be lying. And so my favorite is going to be Living on the Outside. On my fingers, granted on my breath. A bottle in one ear and a spike in my chest. A nickel in my boot and my finger in a dam. I hang out with a bunch of losers. I call my friends and we sing. Way. Spinning wheels on fire with that speed needle between my jeans. Sit down and show me what you have me on that ring by your big silhouette, young lust balcony. Come on, baby, just ride with me. Come on, baby, just ride with me. Come on, baby, just ride with me. perfect to me i remember sometimes as much as i love peace on earth sometimes when i got in the car and if i wasn't going far i would skip peace on earth and i just peel out of the the i, I grew up on a farm i peeled out on the gravel road yeah. just as that th song was kicking and it just felt so good so yeah it's classic <laughs> meat so i love that song that's gonna be my favorite least favorite that's oh fuck when it rains yeah i can understand why you say that um little it's a little melancholy it's a little i i, I like that though i like the guitar i like uh i like like the gang vocals on the na 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 i, I like i like that um i understand why you would say that though but i, I mean there's no bad songs on here oh, but no. uh, again my weakest my was probably my weakest my weakest is going to be um running away from me i just it's it, and it's the reason why it's just because the chorus the na 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 running away from me which is fine but it's just it's not my cup of tea in terms of choruses 
I get that. I will say the the I think it's the second verse has one of my favorite lines on the whole album, and that is, "If history is violence and sex, then I'd rather not pay my respects." I thought that was such a good line. Oh, that's uh, uh. okay. Uh, I, I I hear I you. Don't on bl- that. I don't I don't blame you though. I, I can't I can't blame you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just got to shout that mm. line out. And also, we got forgot yeah. shout out with Elvis in Vegas, written by Mr. John Bon Jovi. Yes. Ex- that actually kind of shocked me. I was like, "Wow, John Bon Jovi contributed to a meatloaf song. That's amazing." Yeah, he he really he really pulled out the stops with famous friends on this album. Like between Hugh mm-hmm. Laurie and Jack Black, and like getting John Bon Jovi to write a song for you, like you know, he threw everything in the but, kitchen but, to get this thing. Yeah, but with Hugh Laurie, you kind of that's kind of weird because no one would think that he is. But only, but yeah, like the guy is like a fantastic piano player. Like you can play something for him once, and he'll know it right off the hop. Oh yeah, he's great. He's really great. He has yeah. his own uh, blues blues band, which I, I've I've heard they play around Hollywood quite a bit. I uh, never got mm-hmm. the chance to see them, but who knows? Maybe someday. I'm 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 a, as a, I'm not a big fan of many actors. Like I don't follow many, but I love Hugh Laurie and I love House. So, got a shout. I out. do. I love House too. I, I believe I saw he he had, he had an album out that he, I saw like at a, at a Starbucks one day. Yeah, yeah, there were two. I remember seeing that too back in the day. So yeah, overall great record. Uh, this definitely the fans love this. This like, got great reception, big tour. Everything was go- going meets way on this one. So, where do you go next? Mm. Well, so he followed that album up in pretty quick succession. Uh, he recorded this next less one than a year. Yeah, less than a year. If you were in Australia, um, he recorded oh, yeah, this one on enough. the. Yeah, he was he recorded it when he was on the road with his band. So it's a very homespun album. Hell in a Handbasket, released September 13th, 2011 in Australia, March 13th, 2012 in the U.S. I, I'd fall for everything Under the sun, over the moon Coming undone, broken in two You, you fall for anything Living a lie like all the rest It's a very band album. Like you want to hear the Neverland Express play, this is a great album to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his most very, personal too. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from with that. It's very personal, uh, right down to the sound, because it sounds like um, a lot of the songs on there feel kind of little bit little not i want to say country based but like there's a bit of like there's like some violins and some twangy oh, yeah. guitar 
And uh, you know, me being from Texas, that kind of, that, that's that's the kind of thing that springs to my mind. It's like, okay, it's a little bit personal in the sense that it's a little, yeah, it's yeah, it really is. It really, hard, it, yeah. Like live or die, like that's the perfect example of that. If you yeah. guys want to check that out, uh, written by Tommy Hendrickson of uh, Hollywood Vampires, by the way, and Alice Cooper's band. Oh shit, really? Yep. Damn. Yep, very cool. Uh, I love this album back in the day, and I still love it. It. Mm-hmm. Like I was on a meatloaf high from Hang Cool Teddy Bear. So when I heard that this was coming out so quickly, I was like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, I'm ready for more of this. And uh, I, I think that part of that might color my uh, opinion of the album. I know a lot of people don't like this one. Um, I read some really- I, 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 For a while- music Back in the for, day. Some for really- a while, I was pretty down on it just because I, th- I thought it was like, oh, that was such a good record. Now this one's sort of on a lower note. Songs are softer not as rocking but at the same time like with time i've grown to appreciate it a lot more i was i was just gonna say it's an album that really grows on you it does uh i will say even back in the day like you know as much as i was jazzed on it i will say on my first lesson i was a little like well we've definitely mm-hmm. taken things a step back from hang cool teddy bear in terms of energy but i was such a fan mm-hmm. at that point i I don't think I cared. All of me was a very understated opener. It's so vulnerable. I love that song. Um, Mad Mad World is a cool Tommy Cochran them, cover. And uh, I, was about to, I was about to say, covering covering Tommy Cochran. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I've never heard the original, but he did he did a great job with this one. And we get our first yeah, yeah. rap verse on the album, which was oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we get our first. There's two rap verses on this album, and we get one from Chuck D of Public Enemy on this song and it sounds great it works really well I, on paper it sounds crazy but on the album it works i assure you people oh for sure like it's it definitely gets it's definitely you're not expecting it when it happens all of a sudden it happens it's like whoa that's cool oh yeah totally i love the california dreaming cover um another day is absolutely heartbreaking uh i love that song meat sounds great our love in our souls is another country tune and meat and patty just mm-hmm. sound so good together um yeah this record's great for me what about you uh overall like yeah i i agree that i agree that's also a good album again not as good as uh hank cool's teddy bear I, I really was kind of down on it when i first heard it i was like oh it's so soft but then i guess time grew on like giving tree i i i giving tree i love live or die i love party of one awesome track Stand in the storm, I thought was weird at the time, but then when, I, but then when after a while, it's like, oh wow, this is amazing. I could play Stand in the Storm for people at work, and for, and people be like, wow, that's actually interesting. Yeah, it's one of those things. Another one where you go, really, Little John, and then you hear it and you go, okay, okay, Little, I, little John, Trace Atkins, <laughs> Trace Atkins, Mark McGrath. <laughs> it's so weird pretty much pretty much pretty much all the musicians he was teamed up with on celebrity apprentice oh i remember that watching him on celebrity apprentice at the time i remember watching the gary Busey fight happen on tv it was over like paintbrushes or something it was i am the last person you ever want to fuck with motherfucker do you understand me and i'm like yep that's uh, me. yeah oh man he, uh, he did a better job on that show than gene simmons Oh my God! Did he ever? He really did. Uh, Gene, I feel like Gene just gave up really quickly and easily. He didn't want to look. He up really did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meet all, uh, but uh, the, one, the one good thing to come from The Apprentice is that is that meet love clip. <laughs> oh, for sure. 
And to be fair, Gary Busey is crazy, but at the same time, it's good. He makes for good TV. <laughs> that that's not that's not a lie. That's not a lie at all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like, but yeah, "Fall from Grace" also a great track. I like I like how it ends the album. And um, actually, actually, this album is produced and engineered by Paul Crook. Yep, Paul finally getting his day in the sun. Uh, I, I just got to give him credit real quick. I think he's been a great asset to Meat's band. I think they mm-hmm. work well together, and I'm glad he produced this album, and he produced another thing we're going to talk about in a little bit, and I'll get to that. But he, he, he did a good job. He made this album sound like a million bucks. Yes, he, he did. And, like, and it definitely is a welcome addition to the Meatloaf uh, album discography. I will say you can start to hear the voice problems pop up on this album. There's a little bit of auto-tune on a few songs. He, his pitch wavers a smidge in another day. Not bad, just wavers just a little bit. So, like, I, I, even at the time, like, I didn't think that much of it, but I, now I can see the cracks starting to form when I listen to this album. But to be fair, though, he was also in the middle of a tour That's when true. they were making this album. That's very true. Yeah, because like I bet you can, I bet you can say the exact same thing if you listen to like a Def Leppard record, like either Songs in the Sparkle Lounge or the most recent record. That being said, though, I think they play with Auto Tune a lot more than Meatloaf does. Uh, you play live or play in the studio? Studio. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I'm not uh, sure about. Uh, I'm I've, not... Seen, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Def Leppard twice, and both times, like they kick ass live. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't think they use backings at all. Yeah, no, they don't. Uh, Joe uses a limiter. Uh, which you know lessens the effect of his age a bit but that's about it and that's fine it doesn't alter his voice it just kind of dims the not so flattering bits that he, that, that he has now yeah yeah for sure which is fine but well, yeah. overall though overall great record overall uh, though so, I, yeah. i'm gonna give this one uh yeah it, it, it sits in a special place in my heart because it's from that period and i'm gonna say my favorite is my favorite on this album is all of me it's just such a great song. It's such a vulnerable song, and it's probably the thing on here I revisit the most. I caught a glimpse of myself today wasn't a pretty picture, I must say. Well, I threw a dagger of poison words straight for my heart. Was it deserved? Well, it's too late to make up some excuse and say it wasn't me well what's the use oh you've seen too much oh let me introduce you to this is my anger this is my shame these are my insecurities that i can't explain this is my fortress favorite i'm gonna say is 40 days that song just doesn't stick with me yeah. like except for the chorus, i agree it doesn't stick with me so that's that's my take what about you i agree that 40 days is the weakest track for sure um in terms of favorite tracks mine's gonna go i'm gonna go with stand in the storm <laughs>
and wait Right down through the saints and the sinners and the ones who might This world is tough as a splinter There's ones that flinch and ones that fight Round here you can sure tell the difference between the rocks and the rolling tapes You know I'm gonna stick with you When I Like, there's just something about it. I just love the different styles. Little John is amazing. I, he's the, he's the, probably the, the one person in the world who says the word what better than anybody else. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's uh, overall solid little, solid little album. Solid addition to the meat catalog, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Before we get to the last one, it's not something I'm looking forward to. So I'm just going to do, let's do a quick little, what the timeline of events that happened after this, shall we? And I'm also going to do a quick check and make sure I'm not going to run out of time on this Zoom call. Okay, good. We still got time. Great. Um, Excellent. So he, does, he releases the album in Australia first, tours Australia, and then comes to the US when the album comes out. And then the vocal troubles start appearing it's not terrible at first, but it's not great either. It, I, from like, I remember seeing YouTube clips pop up online from the tour and just being mortified at the time, but it would, it would get worse. And then he decided I'm doing a farewell tour of the UK. I'm gonna play Bat Out of Hell in its entirety and do a hit set at the beginning. And that tour went all right, it had some issues. He walked off stage a few times again because he wasn't happy with the way his voice sounded. And then he did a Vegas residency and, oh dear. Then it happened. And we got another meatloaf. Well, uh, well, before, 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 let me stop you for a second. I just wanted to know that there, that in between all that, like I, I saw meat collapse on stage in Edmonton. I already talked about that, how traumatizing it was. But even after that, so, sorry, so, sorry. Even before all of that, there they announced that meet and jim were getting back together to do another record it, and it, they had a, they had a, a working title at the time it was called brave and crazy which funny enough is also a song from uh, uh tom cochran and uh, and uh, and um i got i was super stoked i had a friend who was also a meatloaf fan and she was super stoked and when the album and it was cut, it was announced. Like the slow, slowly, we started to get news. Our release date was set. Then they announced the title of the album, and what we got at the at the end of the day was braver than we are. Released September sixteenth, twenty sixteen. With a little understanding And some people get by 
not the greatest album no um i'm gonna be honest i was gonna tear this one a new asshole originally but i calmed myself down after i wrote my first set of notes or wrote a new set um because i was really i i'm gonna be blunt i was not i did not have high hopes for this album i was hoping i had a sliver of hope that maybe in the studio they could pull things off and make it sound good but meets voice it had been through so much it was really damaged and Meet, if you're out there listening, I love you. I'm just being honest about my opinions. I didn't think he could carry these Steinman songs. I'd heard the demos of them on YouTube. I didn't think he could carry them. And when I got the album, my worst fears were confirmed. Yeah. Um, let's get the positives out of the way, though. The band sounds great. Paul does another great production on the album. It's a good sounding album. And there are moments on this album where the voice is okay like souvenirs yes. souvenirs actually yes. sounds all right and it's a it's a bitter little love song that i really enjoyed i even put it on this morning again i was like you know what that that one's not too bad i dig it and uh train of love is a is a cool closer and gods actually works with because with meatloaf's new voice because he kind of sounds like demonic almost it's a really good delivery of that song mm-hmm. like and it's nice to finally have these diamond songs out in the world officially. I'll say that. Yeah, uh, I have to agree uh, on a lot of a lot of what you said. Um, I have to admit, there's a lot of callbacks on this song, and not just meatloaf callbacks. There's there's skull of your country. What's that song sound like? It's total eclipse of the heart. Yeah. Uh, what what else? What else? Uh, souvenirs. You've been cruel to me so long. I'm crying icicles instead of tears. Just like two out of three ain't bad. Yep. Uh, what else? Uh, gods. If for anyone who's seen Meatloaf in the early days, Gods is pretty much Great Boleros of Fire with lyrics. Yep. Uh, what else? Going all the way, same sort of thing. There's a couple of Bonnie Tyler sort of esque moments in there, um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now for the part I was really dreading. Um, his voice is drenched in auto tune, and it sounds like he's in pain at times. And again, yeah, me, it's... I, I know you're very internet savvy, and if you found me, I love you. I love your music. We we me, both love you, man. Like, absolutely. You've given me so much joy in my life, and I cannot thank you enough. I'm just being honest when I say, you took Loving You as a Dirty Job, one of my favorite Steinman compositions, 
and did this to it. You just, you, you couldn't carry it, man. I hate to say it. You couldn't carry the tune. He couldn't carry, uh, I, I don't like going all the way just to start that much. I like the girl barks, but when he comes in, it, it's, it sounds like he's in pain, man. Uh, mm. Only when I feel, he sounds like he's in pain. It sounds like it hurts. It really does. Actually, funny enough, only when I feel was initially going to be included on Bad of the Hell 3 because he was actually performing it during the, uh, couldn't, hair, uh, I guess, the Hair of the Dog tour yep. for uh, Couldn't Have Said It Better. And he said on stage that it was going to be on Bad 3, but it, I, they held off until um, until this album. It was part of If It Ain't Broke, Break It. Like, he would sing that, what we get on the album, and then the band would come in, and it would be a slower If It Ain't Broke because it would, it would come in, it was a little slower, be like, <laughs> Everything I've ever dreamed of has begun to fade to black. It was a little slower, but it was oh, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, he pulled it apart. And okay, fair enough. It ended up here, but honestly, it's. I think the reason my for my disappointment with this album and my passion for it, it's not that me didn't try. It's not that me didn't want to give us a good album. It's just that I wish this could have happened around the time we did Hang Cool Teddy Bear. It would have sounded so much yeah. better. It would have sounded so much more full and huge. It would have been, it probably would have been like in my top three Meatloaf albums of all time. It would have been that big. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, like it's not like he's not trying. He's given everything he has, but it just, the spirit is willing, but the body just can't deliver, you know? The, 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 the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak indeed on this one yes and i'll give one more song a shout out speaking in tongues um it's really said it it could have closed bat three it's so beautiful yeah i agree but there's one moment on the bonus tracks that really throws me for a loop and makes me wonder what this album could have been so for this album he chose to re-record the song and i sent it to you prize fight lover No bloodhound Saturday night Under the crimson cutthroat Canyon sky ah, The city's on fire But the hills are alive With the sound of this night The baby leans close And she whispers she don't care Wraps her legs round my waist, runs her fingers through my head. She rests her head on these soft daylights. Feel the wind rushing under this fake. To hear the cold highway explode in rubber and fire. Now the only thing that matters is this leather cutting through this California wind. She said, Take me anywhere.
He did it originally yes. Hand Cool Teddy Bear. He re-recorded it for this album. Uh, new vocal, new band, everything. And it he f- knocks it out of the fucking park. Where was this yeah. the, the album? Holy shit, this is so good. It's perfect, almost. Like, I mean, it's got a few little wavery parts here and there, but it's so yeah. like classic meat and spirit and sound. And he, he sounds like he's got that fire in him again. And it's like, where was this the rest of the album? I would have rather just an album of songs like that than try and do these Steinman songs that are too hard for you to sing now. Uh, it's what we could have gotten. It's a little depressing in a way. Yeah, because like, what, what, it's just like, what the heck? Like, I guess you, I guess they call them vocal wise on a good day. Really good day. Especially at that last, I'm a prize fight lover, soul auctioneer. Like, that's one yeah. of those like you know fist in the air moments like we're just like yes yes but the rest of this album man i it's a sad note to go go out on i, I if he does another one i hope maybe his voice is healed and he can do a little better or he yeah. works in a different key that his voice can now sit in but this cool artwork cool idea oh yeah Great songs, not gonna lie, great, well-written songs that would have been great any other time in his career, just not the best execution. No, but but at the same time, again, great artwork is the same. I'm I love that they have all songs by Jim right there at the top where it belongs. They even put Jim right there on the cover. Like like I was I've been wanting that for a while. So if you're gonna do it again, have it be Meatloaf and Steinman and put and represent him some way on the cover i expected just the guitar but there he's holding the bat for good guitar and he's wearing his leather jacket and meat's got his bag of tricks and he's looking like he does now he's like they're not trying to milk anything like i just love it i, I, I love the, i also love the concept of the four horsemen riding motorcycles oh yeah that that's great too it's supposed to be the represent the music industry is what is what i've heard from interviews yeah yeah, like uh, you know, you notice the person holding the the scales right there, like you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're empty because there's no money in music anymore. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> That's actually kind of clever. Yeah, it's it's um, it it yeah. Meat was his usual, you know, fun self around promotion and stuff, but man, things were not good this time. He, I, I, the interview started to scare me because I worried about his health. Like it seemed like he was forgetting stuff and yeah. he, he just seemed foggy like it was a really weird time to be a meatloaf fan and yeah he's hasn't he also got a, he, also, he hasn't played a show he also got rather political <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that in a second he hasn't played a show since yeah. this album came out which no. is really sad he had to have surgery and i know he broke his clavicle or something at a comic-con or something yeah he fell off the stage yeah so he's been through a lot uh i don't know that he'll ever do another show um <laughs> possibly another album i could see that yeah but. he's he's he has been saying that he wants to do another album um he also said something about him not wanting to leave the neverland express hanging he wants he what kind of wants them to continue as its own entity and uh there was actually was some plans before the pandemic hit where he, they were going to go out and it was and as something called bat the music of meatloaf and that was going to be led by caleb johnson who won american idol it which i oh it did go out okay cool yeah, and yeah. i actually thought that because i saw caleb johnson open for kiss and that was one of my first things that popped into my mind because one of the songs they did was gimme shelter and i'm just like jesus this sounds like meatloaf yeah he's he, he does pretty good he actually played uh at a little bar that's not far from where i live 
Um, I, I, I couldn't make the show, unfortunately. Um, it went out. It did some dates. Uh, I feel funny about it in a way just because I get Meat's a character, but at the same time, no one plays that character like Meat. No. Like, like Caleb Johnson's good, but does he have the same passion and drive that Meatloaf has? Probably not as much, but I'm sure he does a serviceable job. Yeah, vocally, I've watched videos. Vocally, it's fine. Like, he's, he's yeah. hitting it like he should, but there's just something missing that that mm. fire that energy that piss and vinegar i was talking about it's not mm. all there maybe he's got to learn he's maybe got to learn like i like i've been concert star so long now i would probably go see them that, like i'd make a bigger effort to go see him now but yeah no kidding yeah i don't know that we're ever gonna see another meatloaf show but just to kind of bring no. the album home uh overall not my favorite album uh favorite is gonna not be my yeah my favorite song, like, I don't know if I can pick a bonus track, but I would say Prize Fight Lover. If I can't pick you can Prize say it. Okay, Prize Fight Lover is my favorite. Least favorite is only when I feel because I feel so bad for Meatloaf. I just want to be like, dude, are you okay? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you pretty much that this really isn't my favorite Meatloaf album. I really, like, I don't like that this is, if this is the last one, it kind of ends on a really sour note. I like having these songs. Um, I could do without "Who Needs the Young," but because um, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's a weird. It starts off like like it's gonna be good, but then it's like this weird carnival burlesque strip show sort of thing. Like it's yeah. so, and then it's just and then it just turns into me bitching about my life. It's not like it was my life. It's not. <laughs> it's it's so it's like so bizarre and, and like even for jim steinman that's pretty bizarre yeah it's an old but it's the first it's, it's like the first song i think he ever written yeah it's one of them it's it, one of them it, it, it's it, it, it's musical that um in terms of favorite tracks i'm torn because i love two of these songs so much i love I think I'll go. I'm going to go with "Loving You" is a dirty job. I know you hate it, but there's just something about it that I really love. Musically, it's um, great. I, yeah, well, yeah, like the keyboard start, and then the it, it sounds like there's like a good sort of like I'm trying. To, it's hard to describe, but it's it kind of rolls nicely and just. It's I got just, a good just, drive. It's got a really good drive yeah. to it. Yeah, but it's, it's but then the vocals kick in. The sky is falling and you're looking around for somewhere to hide Did you ever call out to someone? Did you ever call out to me? I've never been gone I've been right here by your side There ain't nothing but clouds There ain't nothing but clouds in your eyes Why don't you believe it When you finally found the truth You've been drinking poison water from the fountain of youth Why don't you stop tearing up everyone you need the most You're so busy trying to get even, you never even try to get close Can't explain it away, doesn't make any sense to know what it's like I guess you gotta go through it, guess you gotta go through it, guess you gotta go through it, it doesn't matter, baby, it doesn't use a dirty child. 
my mouth. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just because I would like to have him on the podcast someday. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, and in terms of worst song, I'm going to go with Gods, just because I think Great Bolero's A Fire is fine on its own. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 But I also like, but I also really, I also enjoy Souvenirs. I think Souvenirs is a great track and also Train of Love. Yeah, Train of Love is a good, is a good closer. Like that song, I, I want, I would love to hear, like I said, most of these done when Meat was a better voice. And that one I think would have been an absolute barn burner. Yeah. So that pretty much brings us to the end of the Meatloaf catalog for now. Who, yes. knows, what's, who knows what's next? Will Hot Holidays ever see release? Will the next album? Yes allegedly being worked on ever see release we don't know but i do know we have this great body of work by this incredible artist there will never be another one like him no one never. will ever be like meatloaf no one will ever have that power and that insane crazy performance energy he he has and probably still has he i'm sure he's dying to get out and perform if he could knowing him absolutely but it, it's and a special end of, and... i was just gonna say it's a special catalog and will forever hold a place in my heart his music has changed my life for the better so much so I, I love i love him as a person and i wish him nothing but the best absolutely like i did ditto on all of that uh he brought me a lot of brought me a lot of happiness it's great it got me through some emotional times got me through some good times got me through some hard times got me uh got me through high school which is the biggest roller coaster of life that you can get that life can throw at you yeah um Really, um, I'm, I would love this. I would love to see him do something else, like either acting or something. I hope. I, I wish. I hope he gets better. I hope he's. Hope. I hope he's happy. You know, like I hope he's happy. Yeah. Never. But yeah, there'll never. There'll never be anybody like him. There'll never be anyone like Jim Steinman ever again. I doubt. And um, I hope. I hope the all, all the musicians he worked with are all. That I wish them all fruitful careers. Same here. And yeah, but just thank you, Meat. Thank you for everything. Thank you, indeed. I will say real quick before we're going to rank the album's favorite, sorry, least favorite to favorite. I want to say yep. I have a vision of what I would like to see from Meatloaf in the future. This is if if he can go back on tour again. This is what I would like to see: a storyteller style show where Meatloaf will tell a story about the song that's about to be performed. And then he'll be like, ladies and gentlemen, Caleb Johnson or whoever he's going to let sing the song. And then he just kind of comes, yeah. it's a back and forth thing. He comes out and talks to the audience and it becomes more of like a, like a history. I think he's discussed something like that. I think, I believe I've heard something where he's said, he's thrown that idea at the wall. That would be great. I would love to see that. I don't know if he ever will, but that's what I'd like to see. And then at the very end of that tour, if he decides to call it quits, very last show, ladies and gentlemen, Caleb Johnson and Jim Steinman. They come out and they do Heaven Can Wait. Oh God, that would be ugh, tears. That tears. that would make you cry. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that would be incredible. So yeah, now we're yeah. going to do the impossible task because that felt like killing a child to me. It felt like I had to take a <laughs> knife to one of my pet's throats and rank these albums. Uh, I don't know why I'm I chose to do pets. this. I, I don't know why I chose to do this to myself, but I, but I did. <laughs> so you are my guest. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> Rank the albums Rank, okay, least, so, least favorite to favorite. All right. Uh, sorry. All right. So, uh, mind you, this, mind you that again, it was it was tough to come up with very much. So, 
uh, and the way I ranked it was obviously I ranked my favorite as my favorite, but then as as I, as I go lower down the list, it's like okay, what do I listen to more? That kind of thing. It's it, it, what what songs do I hate? <laughs> Which is very few. Uh, but yeah, so number fourteen, I'm gonna go for fourteen to one. Uh, number fourteen, blind before I stop. Rule number uh, number thirteen, Pandora's Box, Original Sin. Number twelve, Midnight the Lost and Found. Number eleven, Braver Than We Are. Number ten, Welcome to the Neighborhood. Number nine, Hell in a Handbasket. Number eight. Bad Attitude. Number seven, Jim Steinman, Bad for Good. Number six, Dead Ringer. Number five, Couldn't Have Said It Better. Number four, Hang Cool Teddy Bear. Number three, Bad of the Hell 3. Number two, Bad of the Hell 2. And number one, Bad Out of Hell. And there's, I, I that those top four are never going to change. Nice. Very good list. You did one thing different than me. I didn't include the two Steinman projects. So that's very cool. Um, that would definitely throw my ranking a little different, but uh, I'm just going to do my list as is. So at number 12, Braver Than We Are. At number 11, Midnight at the Lost and Found. Number 10, Couldn't Have Said It Better. Number 9, Blind Before I Stop. Number 8, Welcome to the Neighborhood. Number 7, Hell in a Handbasket. Number 6, Bad Attitude. Number 5, Bat 3. Number 4, Dead Ringer. Number 3, Bat Out of Hell 2. Number two, Hank Cole Teddy Bear. And of course, at number one, the incomparable Bat Out of Hell. So, a little. There's no denying Bat One. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like, it's from, from that, everything else springs forward. You don't get everything else. Exactly. On that album. And it's still, honestly, the one I come back to the most. Like, it's the first thing I think yeah. of when I think of Meatloaf. So, Same here. Yeah. Uh, overall, this has been a lot of fun. I, I'm going to let you read one more thing. I didn't get to do my favorite song list. Uh, oh, I'd, yeah. love, I'd love to hear yours. So hit me. Okay. Just, just give me a second to pull it up. So I don't pull another podcasting faux pas like you did. Yeah. <laughs> there may be some recording and dropping in of stuff, but we'll see. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so my favorite. So I, I chose one from each album again. So uh, from and going, I also included the Steinman uh, uh, compilations. Uh, but the number, but number fourteen, blind before I stop. From blind before I stop. Thirteen, loving you is a dirty job. Twelve, stand in the storm. Eleven, if I can't have you. Ten, it just won't quit. From Pandora's box. Uh, nine, alive. From bad three. Eight, if you really want to. From the lost. From midnight, the lost and found. Seven. Bad Attitude from Bad Attitude. Six, Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through from Jim's from Bad for Good. Five, I'd Lie for You and That's the Truth from Welcome to the Neighborhood. Four, Objects in the Rearview Mirror from Bat 2. Three, More Than You Deserve from Dead Ringer. Two, Mercury Blues from Couldn't Have Said It Better. And number one, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad from Bad of the Hell. Nice. At number 12, we're going to do uh, Prize Fight Lover. At number 11, we're going to do Priscilla. At number 10, we're going to do Love You Out Loud. At number 9, we're going to do Rock and Roll Hero. At number 8, we're going to do All of Me. No, wait. Sorry. At number 8, we're going to do well, Where the Rubber Meets the Road. At number 7, we're going to do All of Me. At number 6, we're going to do Bad Attitude. At number 5, 
we're going to do blind as a bat at number four. I'm going to say I'll kill you if we don't come back at number three. I'm going to say out of the frying pan and into the fire at number two. I'm going to say living on the outside at number one, bat out of hell all the way. But yeah, this was great. Great list. Uh, overall, this was a blast to do, man. Thank you so much. Um, I, hey, want thank you to, you. I want you to plug your, plug your kiss podcast one last time. Can you get that? Can you do that for me? Absolutely. It is Freak, the Millennial Kiss Podcast. You can find us on youtube.com slash Stacey DeVille and also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Freak Podcast. Nice. Wonderful. Again, thanks for yep. doing this, man. You will definitely be back. I feel like we're going to find another thing to talk about. We should talk about Alice. Yes. Oh, my God. I would love to do Alice. In fact, I think I've got a third person for that one in mind. Uh, yeah, we, 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 we should we should go by albums, but do it in increments. We can call the series Fistful of Alice. Yes. Oh, my God, that would be great. That may actually have to happen now because that's how I would do it. I would do like the, the classic band years and then probably the solo years, part one, and then the drug years and <laughs> the blackout years. Black, yeah, the blackout years, the, the hair metal years, uh, the, re the return phase one and two and three. So I'd probably yep. split out the rest of it. Yeah, but yeah, good yep. idea. Uh, definitely keep that up. And also, I got to thank you publicly. You've shared the sh you've shared the show. You've given me a little bit of promotion, and I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very, very much. Oh, oh, not a problem, man. I always promote my friends. Good, and I will I will do some promoting of Freak. Uh, hopefully, there's a new episode soon. If not, I'm gonna end up posting one of the old episodes pretty soon. So fair enough. Uh, with that, thanks again. Uh, to all of you out there, never let a night like tonight go to waste, and neither will we. I'm the Sly Dog. Peace, love, and music.
attention I saw through the wind and the cold with no protection Just one direction Destruction I paid for all my mistakes Taking all I can take Till I'm ready to break Life can be vicious It's so outrageous It breaks us I'm bleeding Still breathing I'm tearing
Thank you for listening to the Sly Dog Music Cast. If you want to know what's going on, follow me on Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast or Facebook at Sly Dog Music Cast. Thanks again for listening. Peace, love, and music.